You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. I'm going to hit record. We're ready. This is going to be show content. Why gab about AEW off the air when we can talk about me, me, me asking some very pointed questions like, how does one watch AEW? (laughs) What is an AEW? It's on two cable channels that I don't get. They're owned uh, by the same network. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they actually, they have, uh, they have shows on YouTube, but they're not nearly as good. Um, it's pretty fun. They're they're fun. than I thought it would be. I'll say, yeah, it's fun. Uh, that those are basically the jobber squash shows, but you know, they're fun to watch and occasionally there's some story, but you know, dynamite and rampage, that's where the real meat and potatoes is of Mm. all elite wrestling. Uh, it's great stuff. Sounds elite. Dave, Dave, you should, Dave, you should just come see it live. I'll have Spitz get another ticket. We'll just... That'll be the best way to see it for the first time, I'm yeah. sure. See it live. It's, it's oh with God, me frantically so trying to explain everything to you yeah. over the people <laughs> screaming and yelling. That'll be fun for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I took Lauren. Lauren went with me uh, to see a WWE NXT show uh, for my birthday in like 2019 up in Toronto. And the drive up was me explaining everything to her about what was going to happen. (laughs) The characters on the card and such. Um, I mean, when I was watching AEW since, you know, early pandemic, which I think is what helped AEW a lot. But I still missed so much of the Hangman storyline, and like, yeah. there were there was a wonderful Twitter thread that caught me up on that because like, oh, nice. I I liked Hangman, but I didn't I didn't understand why this was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And once I finally went through like all of it, I was like so hyped for that pay per view. Yeah, a lot of his story was on BTE, and <laughs> also str- yes, well yeah, stretch back to the day when AEW was formed. It, it was it was a hell of a story. Man, yeah. it was so I mean, bad. that's kind of their story <laughs> at this point. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh for for our purposes, they're previewing the game next week, which yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah, making that game? Uh it is I think it's Ukes. Um it, it's Ukes, but it has the guy involved who made look, they, yeah. Dave, they, they when they said we're making a game like this and they held up a Nintendo 64 cartridge oh, with right. like, you know, the label kind of covered up. <laughs> they they know what they want to make. They're 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 making no mercy, or they're trying yeah. to. It was one of the co-directors of. Yes, one yeah, they got a guy. From, oh wow! Yes, the oh, no that's mercy fantastic. Days to work on the game. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That is what then. Yeah. So we'll see. I know. I I mean, as I've said, I'll buy I'll buy a console for that probably. Yeah. Might do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> it's not coming to Switch. Well, they haven't Fuckers. announced it yet, I don't think. They, right. It was just kind of a vague, you know, <laughs> coming to all video games at some point. Coming to the platforms. So, supposedly later this year, um, if we're lucky. That'd be rad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is Triple Radio. Yeah. Hey, How welcome to that? Triple Radio. How about that cold open? Hey, yeah. <laughs> late title card there. Yeah, yeah, it's Tim and Dave and Weiss. Hi. Hey, Dave, everybody. Dave, who you might know from the Warframe uh, expansion teaser. Ah! Ah, come on now. The now 
Not a big deal. It's just getting uh, racked up about 200,000 views on YouTube. That's all. It's not a big. Let's no, you, not even. So it was, was fantastic. Let's be, you don't care about that, Dave. What you care about is people in the comments being like, oh, my God, who is this voice actor? Is that Troy Baker? Is this? <laughs> all right. It is. Like, who uh, is this amazing voice actor? My <clears throat> ego demands a curtain call, all like right. a chance to take a bow. Go on. Um, and so it's really hard. Like, like I, I understand that it is a, a, a solidly gauche move to drop into a thread of comments and be like, Hey everyone, actually this was me. Thank you so much for all your great comments. Uh, no, I'm not Troy Baker. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hard for me to resist doing that. Um, see, and, and this is why you need an actual Twitter, Dave, so that someone right. can just drop in and say, oh, it's actually this guy. And then they can go to your Twitter and not it be your wife saying, oh, that's my husband. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love that. That's <laughs> it is. That is pretty good. It was very was like, sweet oh, of her. But she I also gave like zero explanation of that yeah. comment. Like, it's my husband. Yeah. Could I just, <laughs> can I link his IMDB? And then it's like, no. ah, filthy McNasty. Let's, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> But it would be easier if you could just say, oh, and, and, you know, even the guy on the socials at Warframe could be like, oh, it's actually this guy. Thanks so much. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, The the people are raving. Uh, Are they? Are they? Yeah. No, it it is. They are. They are raving about. I I can tell people are very into the story. Yes. um, Like the content that is being presented, but also people have thoughts. Yeah, well, yeah, people like sure. like being like, oh, it's this character and this is what's going on and this is how it fits into the story. And and I like seeing that speculation because, you know, I've done that shit with like Overwatch back when I gave a shit about Overwatch, <laughs> um, which might be a day that's coming again soon. Um, but yeah, and then people also being like, oh, my God, this voice actor is amazing. And then trying them trying to figure out who it is. It was, <laughs> it was so they're all um... wrong. <laughs> so 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 this is this is what I was talking about at the end of the our of our last podcast uh, of course so so I had a recording session with uh with some people from Digital Extremes uh the uh longtime Canadian developer and co-developers of a little game you might have heard of called Unreal um <clears throat> and uh uh they uh I I wasn't looking real hard. I didn't know when. So it, it was an ARG, an alternate reality game set up for Warframe players where they were dropping all these really cryptic clues on like every one of their various social media accounts. There would be just like a JPEG on TikTok. There would be a binary sequence on on Twitter, like, you know, just random things for people to decipher. And once they did, they unlocked these this series of four audio logs uh, in which I am <clears throat> one of the few lone survivors of, uh, of a terrible spaceship accident that uh, something went wrong. The crew got infected, murders and and children being slaughtered and and terrible stuff and, and space madness, plenty of space madness um and uh the digital extremes people were super nice really really great team and then uh i was excuse me um i was uh (laughs) spending the last couple of days yeah pouring over the comments and feeling pretty good about myself hey lauren hey hey what's up girl waving to all the people yeah that's a sweet smooch um, 
I kissed my COVID wife today for the first time in a week and a half. Um, oh, that was what I was going to ask. So that is what uh, the cough is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not uh, not me technically. Um, let me wrap this up first. The the, yeah. the writer from Digital Extremes like found me on Instagram and sent me a note just saying, "Hey, man, thanks so much. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're getting a really great community response from these videos. And if you need a little like pick me up, if you need a little ego bo- ego boost, go read some of these comments because they're largely about you and your performance." Um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm incredibly flattered that people seem to be digging these videos and that people just assume that I am, it must be Roger Craig Smith, yeah, a, longtime a, a voice a of Sonic the Hedgehog. voice actor. Yeah. Uh, uh. People assume that I am a, one of several more famous voice actors, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll, you know, surely be disappointed if they ever discover that I am not, um, him them or no they'll be like oh wow it's this guy we should we should we should clamor for him in more games what an amazing job that's my temptation that's my temptation to drop into this thread (laughs) well you need a marketing person yeah (laughs) i need i need a pr person to like draft me up a news release or something um you need you need a professional twitter yeah Yeah. you you can be just casually tagged in things and you don't have to like then, then you know, some some age agent of yours, even their social media, could just be like, "Oh, it's this is at David Ottavino," and then they can go look and be like, "Oh, this guy's a nobody." Yeah. Um, but then maybe <laughs> you know you build up to being a somebody. Maybe, maybe, maybe I could yeah. be somebody someday. That's how it works, man. That's yeah. how it works. It's like when 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 Troy Baker was in, like I first heard him his voice in Persona Four, yeah. um, and Dumb. he was, yeah, he he was not. You know Troy Baker. Yeah. Uh, at, at that time, that was like one of his. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. But like, he didn't really take off for like another few years after that, and then suddenly he was like the guy that everyone was going to that wasn't Nolan North, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because that was still like Nolan North phase when Nolan North was everybody mm-hmm. in a video game. Um, and then it was like, oh man, that guy who played uh, Kanji in Persona Four suddenly he's getting all these big roles, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now he's, you know, and now, you know, Troy Baker gets hired for being Troy Baker. Cause yeah. Yeah. Now he sells Troy NFTs. Um, <laughs> oh, did I unfollow him? That's probably why. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to you, video game players, I will never sell you NFTs. Crown me your voice acting champion. Um, yeah. Maybe that'll be tomorrow morning's project. Like every morning I've sort of been sitting down being like, how can I game the internet in order to like... That I like re-uploaded these videos to my own YouTube account so that I could tag it with my name in the metadata. Yeah. yeah. Twitter's, Twitter's where it's at. Like, Twitter, you know, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. As I'm like trying to use it less and less in the last week. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'll sign up tomorrow morning. Yeah. Get a bunch yeah. of followers right away. Surely. How long, oh, you know, how long does it take to get a thousand followers? An hour, hour or two? Well, how much money you want to pay? How many yeah. bots? How many of them do you want to be bots? <laughs> right. Well, you know, you get out there and then you, you, you poke at a few of your friends to retweet and they'll be like, oh, it's this guy. And then you'll start picking up a few and you'll, yeah, yeah. yeah build steam. You have to be like, oh, hey, you might know me from this Warframe thing. And then you can start, you know, you can retweet the Warframe video and say, oh, I, this is one of the things I did voice for. And then people might start picking up on that. They'll see the retweet. Like the Warframe fans. And then, yeah. no, you can tweet out other stuff about Metronomicon and like all those, your your weirdly popular YouTube microphone videos. 
All um, you have to do is tag like war, you know, Warframe posted about their game, and you just reply with your name. Yeah, <laughs> so like, and that's it, and people will find you. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. We, we we could we could teach you how to tweet, Dave. How to? Yeah, I need you guys to be my social media managers. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to load it up with takes, Dave. It could be purely nah. professional. It could be like, yeah, and then, you know, you bring up, you know, Metronomicon. Uh, what was that other game? Claire de Lune you were Claire in. Lune. Yeah, promote that stuff. Yeah, because yeah. then people be yeah. like, oh, this David Ottavino guy was in Claire de Lune. Maybe I'll give that game a look when yeah. it's on Steam sale. Why is it but, 40 bucks? But a little, <laughs> it's still $40. Jesus, guys, Probably. come on. Um, yeah, yeah. Talk about a little game called, uh, Haunsters. I think there were a couple other, a couple other dudes. Good old Haunsters. In that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That, that's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. That's how Twitter works, apparently. You just get out there. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, other indie people might see those and be like, oh, I'm going to hire that guy. And then that's how you get more jobs. This is what, I'm just thinking, this is what Dale North has done for years. Just, well, and you know. Like that, <laughs> this is what I needed to, Jan told me, ask Tim how Twitter works on the podcast yeah. tonight. Well, Twitter <laughs> people are looking like the thing with like Facebook is like you're or YouTube, like you're putting all that work into like I'm uploading this and trying to get people like mm. like Twitter is like people are looking for you or like that information is just there. And also Facebook feels a little more personal. Anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. if okay. I see a voice actor like posting about their stuff, I'm like, well, I'm not their family. I'm not going to like mm. like yeah. most celebrities. I'm not going to like reply to meow. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. casual people aren't going to see your Facebook posts. But on Twitter, you know, it it will ping pong around and get in front of eyes, you know? Yeah, well, I feel like I, I feel like I got to make this happen now. I'm, you I'm, do I'm feeling a little uh, anxious about it. Yeah, but it's it's, you know, when I think, you know, this is having followed like kind of the trajectory of Dale North's lot rise to a, you know, pretty, you know, well, a, a respectable and prolific independent video game composer Certainly. guy. And just like watching, you know, the way, I mean, he, you know, he, he tweets his thoughts on things, but how he promotes, you know, the projects he's working on and pulls back up old stuff. Um, well, he's, he's and, and also gets tagged here like, and there. Yeah. Yeah. But he's Dale's a, a great example of like, he does great work and he's a nice guy. Like that, yes. that's, that's why. So I don't does. have that going for me. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like, I'm, like I'm, I'm struggling on one of those and the other just never happened for me so yeah. like like his is pretty like effortless like it doesn't feel like he's mm -hmm. trying to get people oh yeah no absolutely not. yeah that's the thing it's like you, you don't want to be just like ah it, it's yeah it yeah. built but that's i built it built gradually like over you know sure. years or so yeah. um but i i can see how it's like you know somebody you know, tweets about a game that he worked on here. So then he can re, you know, he, and retweet it there and get more exposure there. And, you know, Honestly, the more exposure I've, he gets, the more, the easier it is yeah. to put himself out there for jobs. Um, like Dave, I've, I've seen how much you post on like LinkedIn. And I think that's honestly closer to how Twitter works than Facebook. These okay. days. Like it's just really? shorter. Yeah. It's just like, it's shorter. It's like, you're interested in this thing. So you're posting about this microphone. And then oh, people are okay. just sort of like, oh, that was good. Okay. Like something that's like a little <laughs> bit like personal to you. And also they can find your project. Like, yeah. you know, you're just going to put, you know, I'm a voice in war, you know, whatever in Warframe in your profile. Like you don't have to post about it all the time. People are just yeah, like, right. who is this guy talking about? Mike's. Oh, okay. He's from blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like half the people on my Twitter, I forget what they're from. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you'll start out talking about Warframe stuff, but then you can start cycling in your thoughts, but also like put in like, oh, here's, you know, I also have this YouTube page where I've done some videos and, you know, cycle posting your YouTube videos here and there throughout. So you kind of sprinkle in your back catalog along the way. Um, yeah. 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 These are all good ideas. These are yes. all I'm writing all of these down. Oh, he froze on, for a second. Oh, there he is. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not frozen. I'm, I'm, you can't, you can't see that, but I'm writing it down because no, I'm going to, this is, I know like, ah, I, I feel dumb that I'm not Just on Twitter, <laughs> that I have not joined Twitter anyway. It's that thing of like. You know, I, I I never made a Twitter account at first, and then the more you just hear people say, "Well, Twitter's a fucking dumpster fire," so don't even bother. Right. And then Elon Musk buys it, and but you're like, can. "All right, well, fuck it. Maybe I was better off not joining it." But also, I know that the big deal about Elon Musk buying Twitter is that it is where social discourse is happening. You know, it, it, mm -hmm. it is you know an yeah. unreasonable amount of control over a space, a massive telecommunications platform. So I, I know it's somewhere that I need to be if I want to sort of market myself. I just, uh, yeah. Well, in the wake of, you know, the, the Elon Musk purchasing thing, it's like, you know, I've seen a lot of people being like, well, I can't really just abandon this as a professional use platform, right. you know? Um, well, it's, it's I not mean, that like, easy, but like the, it's people it, starting it to transition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it's people being like, okay, well, if I'm going to leave Twitter, like what is next? And so it's yeah. just trying to figure out what the next step is. But yeah. still, it is important for, you know, building followings and getting attention on yeah. certain things. And who knows what will actually happen uh, if with with yeah. Elon Musk purchasing well, the company. Yeah. For me, it was like the Spotify thing where it's just like. Well, yeah, I, you know, the Joe Rogan thing is gross. Mm. But also, it was a nice just kick in the ass to be like, oh, yeah, their quality is shitty. Mm. I also don't like love Spotify. And just like moving over to title was just like, oh, yeah, this is just 100% better mm -hmm. sort of thing. So I don't know. I'm I haven't like hooked around Mastodon or Neo Cities or whatever else yet. But I don't know. I think I think like everybody for the past like a decade i've been kind of hoping that there's been just the better social media network that everybody goes to all at once so i'm not like losing people which <laughs> not using facebook i definitely feel like i've, I've lost a lot of those casual connections mm -hmm. but you know like twitter isn't exactly the same for that that one's more yeah. that's shouting into a cave it's shouting your thoughts into a cave yeah <laughs> but it works yeah <laughs> but it works the, the, the shouts go out into that cave and yeah i mean it's still i still prefer yeah those shorter chunks of <laughs> of response of just like oh okay i've I've gotten all of this information i'm done mm -hmm. yeah yeah so no, how about I mean, that what? sorry go ahead i was gonna ask you about your covid dave yeah god <laughs> yeah Jesus. All right. Hang on. I'm here's the, the right here. You keep talking. Kay. I know some of this. Weiss doesn't. Yeah. Here's the timeline. Easter Sunday, my whole yeah. family is supposed to come over. Jan's whole family is supposed to come over. We're hosting Easter brunch. Like everyone in our family is coming over Sunday. I wake up. I feel like I've got a terrible sinus infection. We all take, we cancel Easter brunch. We all take COVID tests. It's negative. <laughs> Later that evening, Jan's like, I'm feeling like I got a scratchy throat. Maybe I caught what you have. Next morning, 
she tests positive for COVID. So, A, thank God we canceled Easter the day before because that would have been a fucking super spreader event. So it's lucky that I got sick first. Um, None of me and the girls never tested positive. I was sick as a dog the whole time. The girls were fine. Girls never got sick. Mm-hmm. Jan had very mild symptoms and had to isolate yeah. up in our bedroom. So she lit. <laughs> I'm going to make it sound. I'm going to make it sound like I'm jealous of her. I am a little bit. Um, <laughs> Jan had mild symptoms and uh, kicked back upstairs, laying in bed, watching, binging shows and reading books and doing crossword puzzles. And I, I even brought her up. While my your old sick ass was stuck de- dealing with while two children. My very, very <laughs> sick ass. Like, just awful. The worst infection, literally, that I've gotten since the pandemic, because I've barely gotten sick since the pandemic. Yep. With, yep. you know, the masks and stuff. The worst I have ever, just the worst sickness. And so, yeah, I'm downstairs with yep. the kids. We're all wearing masks in the house all the time, just in case. I'm sleeping on an air mattress in the living room. Um, wow. Yeah, so, and then Jan went back to work on Monday, even though she was still testing positive. And, hmm. and still, so she I was asymptomatic it, at that point. She's, yeah, she's been, a, she, she was, had been asymptomatic for a couple of days. And that's, you know, what the, that's what the yeah, I, I know how it works. Now. You know how it <laughs> works. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's finally like, it's been 10 days now since she first tested positive. She has not had any symptoms and, nearly a week so yeah i'm finally moving back into my bedroom tonight nice um but yeah i still have a lot of like like post nasal drip in my like in my chest and in my lungs so so forgive me for the occasional uh off mic hacking cough yeah no i mean like obviously you guys are in the area but like i was looking at maps specifically covid maps and it's all new york it's all central new york right yeah yeah yeah, Every it's, one it's, of our our neighbors have had it like sequentially, like just this past month, like all of our like social circle in the neighborhood. Uh, I just caught one of my neighbors outside who I didn't know had caught it at the start of April. She's got long COVID. Uh, she's, you know, hasn't been able to breathe right for a month. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah. My so parents job, are taking, off that, taking, off, taking off those masks right when we had a new well, yep. variant surging. Hey, it's an Smart election mode. year. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Almost yeah. every other year is an election year. <laughs> yeah, when it's lo- when it's local elections. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I yeah. just voted for uh, legalizing weed. We'll see how that goes for this right. county. Yeah. County to county. <laughs> mm. Dave's but hearing something. The helicopter. Oh, a for really stir- low, dirt. loud helicopter. It's crop dusting more COVID over your house. <laughs> right. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, I, they're yeah. exterminating this area. The COVID level's too high, so they're just wiping my neighborhood off the face of the earth. Yeah, I'm over here just, you know, as people are popping. Um, you know, I don't. I wouldn't say I really have a social circle in Buffalo for people near me to get uh, infected by. <laughs> but, you know, well, like, you know, one of my friends, uh, the teacher at school who I, I frequently pop in to visit, like, she is laid up this week. She is destroyed by it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and you know, other friend over here, like her whole family got it, and you know, over here, and like Dave's got it now, and like somebody's got it here, and somebody's got it there, and I'm just like, please don't infect my family until after my child's birthday party. <laughs> he, has, he has had his birthday fucked for two years. Oh my! God. Please just let this boy turn seven, have a goddamn party with his friends, and it can strike us down on Mother's Day. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel What's like the party plan. Oh, yeah. we're going to Adventure Landing for some mini golf and arcade games. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it should yeah, it should be a blast. Yeah, they they give you a part they give you someone to run the party for you. So Oh, really? I'm hoping yeah, I'm hoping that will take a, uh, you know, a lot of <laughs> stress off my shoulders yeah. at that time yeah. trying yeah. to hurt around any number of small children that will hopefully show up for my child's party. Um, <laughs> You're so worried. <laughs> yeah, it's being a dad, you worry about stupid things. Like, sure. <laughs> will no one come to my child's party because he's a weirdo? Uh, <laughs> or, 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 you know, are they all going to show up and this party's going to cost me a shitload of money? That's a problem, <laughs> that's I, more that's a problem I could deal with, honestly. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. I, does hopefully he doesn't do anything stupid or embarrassing at the party. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. It'll it'll Good be a blast. Job. You're the parent. Yeah. you're supposed yeah. to do the stupid, embarrassing thing. Yeah, absolutely. No, hopefully I can just like let him let it rip. Have a great time, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Consumption yeah. of media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we need to transition. This Let's is move our- on. All right. Yeah. I, I've, unfor- I've, un- I've unfortunately only watched half of the Batman. Um, ah. <laughs> I, I watched half of the Batman on Monday and we were like, we're going to watch the other half on Tuesday. And then Lauren fell asleep at like seven o'clock and slept for 13 hours. Um, <laughs> so how about that music, though? That no, the music is great. I actually really like the first half of the movie yeah. um, so well, far uh, <laughs> for, you know, going in with uh no expectations at this point, mm-hmm. uh, having kind of, I don't know, a frosty relationship with Batman over the course of the past 15 years since kind of post dark night when yeah. everybody super fell hard for that movie. And I enjoyed it at first, but then it was kind of like, eh. and then the next one was, eh. and then there was the ones with, uh, in the DC universe, which were not good, which I uh, didn't even see. No, yeah. I mean, kind of the same thing. Well, like, like rises it's weird because rises kind of became the batman forever uh thing where i think like people that saw it for the campiness enjoy it but like at the time i'm just like this is just a terrible movie yeah uh sort of thing i kind of want to go back now Mm -hmm. knowing how i feel about it but but yeah no i mean it was lego batman was the great batman Mm -hmm. in, in between yeah like Two two very very good Batman movies and DC wasn't really like I I have barely seen I've never seen any Snyderverse movies playing mm. like I just cut those out. <laughs> You're not missing much. <laughs> so so it was kind of a nice I I think it helped that it was like okay Matt Reeves is kind of uh at least a name because I feel like a lot of the Snyderverse stuff was like. It's either Zack Snyder or somebody trying to do the Zack Snyder style, whereas mm-hmm. like obviously the Batman is super moody, super, you know, falls into that vein, but it still feels like somebody else's fingerprint, which is mm-hmm. nice. 
Yeah, we I just was saw Wonder Woman a couple days ago. That was pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I'm all right on that one. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. second one is not good. No, I didn't. Did not. <laughs> the second that. one is this is bad. No. Um, I like the beach scene in the first one. I think that's yeah, it, it, it was. I don't know how far we were into the Batman because, like, you know, the first scene it was just kind of, you know the movie is three fucking hours long, which is I had to watch in two I sittings. And I'm just like, oh man, this this movie's taking a while to get going. But then, um, you know, after a while, it's like, oh, I kind of like this because it's not like this cadence of you know building to big action scenes uh, yeah. while he Bruce Wayne's around and. Uh, just kind of waiting for these big moments. It's like, no, he's Batman like all the time in that movie. He is in, in that first hour and a half. He must have been Bruce Wayne for like 15 minutes. If that like yeah. most of the time he is walking around as Batman, like talking to people as Batman. Just, you know, OK, he goes into Penguins Club, uh, has a bit of a fight, but then he's just talking to people, you know, as Batman, like being Batman, like doing detective things. And I'm like, I kind of really dig that. Yeah, I mean, like, that was the one of the biggest things. I mean, that was my biggest draw going in is just like, oh, he's a detective again. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and that feels good. I was I was thinking because it, it took me a long time to like really click with Batman Returns, uh, which only in like the last like couple of years, because it was just such a weird Whiplash. I mean, it's a weird fucking movie, but like, <laughs> yeah, thinking about it after the Batman was just sort of like, I do like the Batman movies that are about Batman. <laughs> and like a lot of people are like the Batman rogues gallery. And I'm just like, yes, absolutely. But also you got to like the Batman. <laughs> yeah, you got to like <laughs> the Batman. It's like I was thinking of Batman versus Superman. And that's like that's more a Superman movie really uh, than a Batman movie. Uh, or at least as much, but yeah, yeah this, I, I was just really appreciating kind of like how subdued and how much restraint there was and how much kind of like a fuck up he is like a little bit, like he's still kind of bumbling mm-hmm. through things. Like you could like it feel cause it's two years into Batman's career. So it feels yeah. like he's putting on, you know, a bit of an air of like, Oh, I have to do this. Like he hasn't like <laughs> yeah. settled in yet. He's, it, it, but they don't do the whole origin thing either, uh, which yep. is, good um yeah it's just just like oh he's batman he's been doing it for a little bit you know this you you know this story like you can you can you can latch on so i I hope the the second half of the movie is also good (laughs) Uh, that is that is the full origin that's the second half now Uh, yeah no it's i i think like that's that is the detriment of like seeing a longer movie at home is you are so aware of that runtime the entire time Mm -hmm. um like, well, really, it, it's it's more like I, I felt more like I was watching like episodes of a TV show at this point, uh, like it, where I cut yeah. off. Uh, I mean, it was it, yeah. I, I we stopped watching like right after the big car chase. Uh, oh, good. That you, first big car chase. So it's just like, OK, this is we're, a moment. Yeah, suddenly it becomes like, you know, I don't know. You watch yeah. so many longer media is weird. It links are all <laughs> over the place. But uh, is it the one that I hate having to split up a movie into two viewing mm-hmm. sessions because for me you know kind of the whole aesthetic of a movie is like the overall flow and pacing and getting mm-hmm. a sense of that but like i uh, you know if but so often it comes between like well if i don't split this movie up into two viewing sessions it's not going to get watched so better mm-hmm. better i watch it in a less than ideal situation than not watch it at all i guess but that's also kind of frustrating yeah. in yeah. its own way i i didn't get to, it was i had ambitions to watch it 
to watch the Batman since I had since I was sleeping in the living room and thought like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, once the kids are in bed, yeah, I'm going to stay up and watch the Batman. Uh, that didn't happen because <clears throat> I had to take, you know, medicine in order to get to sleep and that knocks you yeah. out by 10. And Yeah. I look forward to watching the second half. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, th- I think like it it lends itself to the the splitting in half a little better than some movies are kind mm-hmm. of built to kind of a crescendo. I, I think the first Dune has that as well uh, to a degree. Mm-hmm. My, I guess my only thing is I I don't know. I, I only I rewatched the first maybe like 45 minutes of the Batman. And because I had already seen it, uh, I just wanted to watch Blade 2. So watch Blade 2. <laughs> but uh, the the big the big difference for me was like even though my TV does have a decent sound system mm-hmm. like that that was a huge difference in the theater like that, oh, yeah, that audio presentation that. was impressive. Let me know. Do you ever watch anything yeah. with headphones, please? I um not in this uh I I can't as is but I I will like again at work I have like okay. good headphones I can do I I do enjoy doing that but. It's uh I don't know my I'm I'm distracted by like feeling the thing and then it's just me so I I feel silly eventually with the headphones <laughs> on. but uh it's kind of that's what I do with the switch a lot of times now just like because the audio difference is way huge especially on uh I I would say like Atlas games like oh, oh yeah yeah Persona Strikers where it's just like it's so like thundering in my head sort of thing mm. yeah uh I, I guess my my transition on, on that for a movie that you probably don't know uh that is very 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 good and hopefully will be on like amazon prime at something is a movie called rrr i've been uh, hearing R- about this movie you have uh-huh. uh it, yeah it, it, it's it's my number two at the moment uh it's did you talk about this last time I were you about to see it last time? It yeah, uh, it's it's in just an enormous South Indian uh, movie, not Bollywood. I made that mistake. Um, oh. That's just like so. It's huge, uh, just wonderfully over the top action. But it's also this great uh, story of just like brotherhood in the sense of just like. Uh, like a Paddington or a Magic Mike XXL. That's just like, <laughs> this movie is so like heartfelt, but just like everything is just heightened. Like it's a musical, except it's just like Fast and the Furious level, like action set pieces where the main character might pick up a tiger and throw <laughs> it at somebody who defends against the tiger. Uh, yeah, it, uh, Tim specifically, if if you get a chance to watch... And the, yeah. I, I bring it up because this movie is, uh, like, I didn't see it. At, oh, like, God, it's three hours long. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but it has a built-in intermission. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. That's where So, like, much like, uh, um, uh, shoot, I can't remember, whatever Tarantino movie oh, I the, saw. The that. Grindhouse double no, feature? No, Grindhouse did not, but um, the... Was it hate? The Western or Django? No, it was the one after. It was Hateful Eight, right? It was Hateful the one after that. Hateful, yeah, Eight, yeah. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight was built like a roadshow, so it had an intermission in the yeah, middle. Yeah. But um, but RRR also has an intermission. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, can't can't recommend that movie enough. And I feel I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you've even like it's weird because it is one of the the very few Indian movies like that people are actually talking about here. Cause yeah. I, like Regal especially has been very good about bringing stuff over. I feel like the last five, 10 years, but like what breaks through, you know? Right. Like, right. Mm-hmm. That's what thing. I've been seeing about it is that like, could this be the South Indian movie that like breaks through to global audiences in a big way? And yeah, I mean, at least like my film door friends are all like <laughs> a couple of them just rewatched it a couple hours ago. <laughs> sort of thing. So it's, it, it, if you're feeling that like big giant like action rush, especially like how we were just sort of like, you know, when you you watch like a Marvel movie and you're like the action was pretty good, but man, I miss like old Hong Kong wire foo like giant mm-hmm. big shit like it's giant big shit. It's good giant big shit. <laughs> yeah, I, did you get did you get to see everything everywhere all at once yet? That was oh yes. Okay, yeah, that's yeah nice. I, I have not seen that. And, uh, yeah, I really want. To. <laughs> No, I, I, I figured, I mean, like I was going to talk about that one too. That, that is one that happily, uh, you might've already had built up too much at this point. Um, but, uh, no, that movie, I think I taper my expectations for everything at this point. I (laughs) I mean, I, I feel pretty secure with everything everywhere in that I was, I was worried it was too built up for me and I saw it like opening weekend sort of Mm. thing, but like. I'm comparing it most to something like Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. Where, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's it's a movie that you don't think uh breaks through to general audiences, but fucking like people that barely watch movies are just sort of like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Sort of mm-hmm. like it it gives you just enough information, uh just all the pieces work, the fucking performances, especially like Stephanie Hsu and you know, Michelle Yao and uh uh, I'm not going to butcher his name that was Data from the Goonies. Like, all of them do, like, such an amazing job. So it's it's just like, and the Daniels direct the shit out of it. Uh, I was a big fan of their flick Swiss Army Man before that. So, was, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching that a lot. Like, it's, it's definitely, like, the nice. movie people are talking about. Yeah, how about really the Northman? Just, just hit me up on every movie right. that I haven't <laughs> seen that I really want to see. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Northman's really good. Uh, like that would be, I mean, like my, my rankings right now are like, we're, we're talking about like most of them, like turning red, I think might be my three right now. Cause I really like, it. but, uh, you know, Batman and Northman are about like the same spot ish right now. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's not, it's not action bonanza. Yeah. But it is, but it is more, it's, it, I mean, like it's carved out of Conan, like story-wise, Conan the Barbarian sort of thing. Um, it's also, you know, it's, it's from the same story that Hamlet was pulled from, which I was mad that I didn't realize the main character, Amleth. Hamlet is literally, <laughs> they move the H from the end of his name to the beginning. <laughs> That's how they got Hamlet. Um no, it's I'm I'm impressed that it feels like a Robert Eggers movie like uh, the lighthouse is my favorite of the three he's done so far. Um, but it feels like like uh, like an intimate art house version of Conan the Barbarian in in a weird way. Like and you still have like lots of, you know, you you've. you've 
early on you get like your psychedelic trip outs, Willem Dafoe screaming in your face sort of thing, but it also like has a lot more time with the characters. Like it's when it when it goes big, it goes big, but it is kind of like a more metered kind of movie. But it it doesn't feel as art house as say the Green Knight, which was also good, but I think like I was expecting a little more I don't know, because that movie was billing it so much as being like from Conan and Willow. Oh um, it was it was a little <laughs> different than that. Yeah. No, it was not. Yeah, it was not like that. Yeah. I mean I, I like that movie, but I think different yeah. expectations on that one. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get to see any of those cool movies, but I did get to see Sonic the Hedgehog too. Hey. hey. People are liking Sonic. No, no, it was it was fun. It was yeah. my my kid had a great time. He loves it. He can't stop talking about it. my my favorite. Um, and and I think it hits better than the first movie does, which was kind of like, oh, this is surprisingly entertaining. And like I was I was yeah. getting more out of kind of like just the you know knowing the tone and what to expect going in. I was much more into like like some of the jokes are really good. Um, <laughs> is that good uh, or bad for kids? Yeah. Um, it's fine. Uh, but, uh, and, um, it was, it was just, you know, and and Jim Carrey's just, you know, hamming all over everything, which is fun. Um, yeah. Uh, but, um, I, my favorite part of the movie is, you know, in, in a theater and, you know, it's, it's a bunch of parents with with kids in there <laughs> and there is a there is a mid credits reveal scene and I've, hearing <laughs> hearing all of the little voices in the audience be like, <gasps> like, you know, we were when we were like 24 seeing Iron Man, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like it was just like, oh, that's so cool. Like all these kids getting excited because this character is going to be in the next movie, yeah. presumably was just like, oh, that's really fun. Um, big the cat, big the cat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I want big the cat, but we'll see if big the cat arrives. Yeah, um, yeah it was another good, fun Sonic movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's if you're both enjoying it, that's uh, that's hard. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's hard to pull that off. Yeah, yeah. How's the, how's the music? How do they do? Like any amount of like remixes, or is it kind of not a... really? No, okay. it's mostly okay. like uh, licensed stuff. Really, is what it uses. Um, oh, so yeah, tracky. Yeah, but it's just like oh, you know, Cyclops's ringtone is Green Hill Zone. Ah. Uh, you know, okay. um, cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cute. But I'm just like, ah, why don't you just use the like like when he's fighting the last boss of the the uh yeah. the movie i'm just like just go into the boss theme from sonic 2 just do it i'm sitting here waiting <laughs> yeah. for it please <laughs> i know i as 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 much as the show doesn't hold up for like at least a few weeks i was watching the old uh legend of zelda cartoon on fridays just because uh-huh. i thought it was funny for myself yeah uh, <laughs> But what I always love about that show is the way it uses the score because it uses the Zelda music, it uses the sound effects, and it integrates them. Uh, in, it, like, it doesn't just plop the, the music in. Like, mm. it actually, like, works within the show. Like, it must have been very hard to do. But I think, like, it's the best version of... I mean, it helps an adaptation so much yeah. to just do that. Like, yeah, it, just, just it makes bases it, you there. Yeah. Yeah. 
surprised more don't do that though there's not many that have distinctive music i'll have to see what uh mario does next year the the only other place i can think of that did this is uh it gets a lot of heat but thundercats roar which i actually enjoy Mm. uh (laughs) if you separate it from the original show and take it as like a weird parody but it uses music in the like almost exact same way like the thundercats music yeah Yeah. Uh, we uh, finally caught up uh, watching uh, Coda. Uh, oh, I haven't seen Coda. Yeah. Um. You know, I honestly, I was kind of expecting. I think we it was something that you said that you what you had heard from all of your film nerd friends was like, yeah, it's a fine, it's it's fine. That's that's kind of what I what I was expecting. Yeah, it's been kind of across the board. Like, I, I think it had, like, early on, it had people that were, like, really happy with it, especially, like, the dad and the relationships. Mm. Uh, and then there was a lot of people saying it was a little too hallmarky. It felt a little too uh, overly sincere, I guess. That's what I was expecting, and I was surprised that it didn't end up feeling that way to me. Okay. Um, more than anything, it felt like, you know, watching a really well done, uh, story about like being a child of immigrants in America. You know, it's a lot of the same kind of story beats about how your family sort of are isolated and, and, you know, maybe have their own community, but as a child of, you know, you're sort of, you got one foot in two worlds and, and, you know, a lot of those familiar story beats, but, um, you know, it's <laughs> not not hyperbole, of course, to say that uh, uh, the highlight for me is, of course, actor Troy Kotzer, uh, best supporting Oscar winner who plays the dad. And yeah. um, what I wasn't expecting was how funny he is. Like that, the, the that's ca- the exact sentence I've heard. Yeah. Lot. OK, um, <laughs> so what I want to see is I want them to book him to host SNL. Like, I think if anything, like this movie does goes a long way towards showing how like you can do comedy scenes with deaf actors. Mm -hmm. Like there's no reason not to. And I, I would love to see how that would work in a live sketch comedy show. I think he'd be brilliant at it. And I kind of think like, I dare them honestly, I dare them to be brave enough to do it. He won. He won yeah. best supporting actor. You know, like Oscar winners go on to host SNL. He should. He was hilarious. I was trying to think of and and forgive me, but uh, uh, she she produced uh Coda. Um, I can't think of her name. The probably the most uh Marley uh, Matlin. Marley Mat. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. You guys froze, which means that maybe I froze. Oh, wait, no, 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 yeah, no, everyone froze for very just a sec. So Mar- oh, take it from Marley yeah. Matlin in three, Marley two. Matlin from Seinfeld. But I was trying to remember if she hosted SNL because I feel like she either did or she did like oh. a cam, like maybe like one sketch. Because if yeah. anybody did, it would have been her. But yeah. no, I, I love question. this. I, I want to see this. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um. That's all I've. That's all we've watched. But hey, let me let me ask you guys something. Uh, and I'm reminded of it. Uh, we since you brought up Thundercats Go, uh, roar. Thundercats Go. Roar. Sorry, forgive me. 
All right. Well, spoiler for what I'm about to ask you guys about. Have either of you guys seen Teen Titans Go? Because it is my kid's favorite show, and I Mm -hmm. like it a lot. Richard watched one of the movies. The Uh, first movie I really liked, the Teen Titans Go movie. Mm -hmm. Teen Titans Go to the movies? Yes. Uh, I thought was way funnier than I expected. The the show, well, like you're watching a lot more. Like I only saw a couple episodes and I was like, not bad. It was about where I was like, I wasn't going to follow it. But yeah, the movie definitely pushed me over. So yeah, yeah. I just didn't know what people's opinions were generally about I should this probably show. shove that show in front of him more because he'd probably yeah. like it because uh, he did like the movie. I, th- I think people it was the same thing with Thundercats where like people were touchy about like I don't know it was it was weird because they kind of rebooted Teen Titans and yeah. it was sort of the same thing. Yeah. Some people have very strong feelings about Teen Titans. I am yes. not one of them but yes. <laughs> that, that's what amused me the most is mm-hmm. very strong feelings about Teen Titans. Well, it's uh, weird because the show is just co- completely absurdist. Like, yeah. And, and so, and we've actually, out of curiosity, me and me and my girls have gone back and watched the older Teen Titans series, which is the exact same cast. And it's like, yeah. tonally, it feels really weird to see these same voice actors playing the same roles, but earnestly instead yes. of, you know, for absurd. <laughs> like, wh- why is Robin not going on endlessly about how um, it, it, real estate investment works? Like, that's what I, ex- I expect a whole episode. So th- there's a whole episode of Teen Titans Go about uh, they sit down to watch Thundercats. They sit down to watch the Thundercats oh, yeah, yeah, reboot yeah. and it's Thundercats right. roar and like they get mad and then and, and, yeah. you know, why are <laughs> you so mad because it's not exactly the way we expected it to be <laughs> what did they yeah because that's what i wa- i watched one of the parodies that was really really good was it um oh i'll have to look it up because i don't remember but they do very exact uh like they'll get the voice actors it, yeah. it has happened multiple times yeah 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 sort of they thing. do that they go there yeah, they got yeah, Weird yeah. Al playing Dark Side. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's yeah. some 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 good stunt casting there. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm. It is probably the funniest thing that my kids are into right now, um, and yeah. has spurred I think Julia to be more interested in in comedy in general. She's always you know wanted to be a funny kid, but she's asked me to sort of find her sketch comedy. So I've been. Working uh, on a big YouTube playlist of like kid appropriate sketch comedy sketches. All that <laughs> is that we. <clears throat> yeah, you can't find. I've all never. That you, you can't find all that. No, Nickelodeon has their shit on lock. Yeah. yeah. I think. Oh, well, I who has their stuff? Is it? Is are they under Paramount? Is that where their stuff well, might be? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I want to say because I feel like they showed up. Yeah, I want to say it's Paramount Plus. Because yeah. there's one one of the services I don't have has like all of it, <laughs> or like a that's where show. Double Dare is is on Paramount yeah. Plus. Wow, um, seems like it's on Amazon Prime Video of all places. Oh. Interesting. Oh wait, or no, it's a, no. This is Paramount Plus. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Get then. Paramount Plus. There it is. Um, no problem. Uh, I have Freakazoid. been watching. That's what the parody was. Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got Paul Rugg and uh, they might have gotten Cogswell. It, it, they did a whole fucking thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, this I think this one slipped past me. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up then. Anyway, Tim, what were you saying? Yeah, sorry. Um, <clears throat> I have been... <laughs> you guys seen uh, Our Flag Means Death? No, like not that. yet, but Lauren's been talking about it a lot. Oh, you that. have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all she has been talking about for like whenever it dropped. Um, well, it's it's so weird because like I just stumbled upon it like it was uh, just fucking cable. And then like <laughs> I watched it and like I just thought it was like a really goofy show. And then it gets to the end. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess it had some gay themes and stuff. Yeah. And then like I went on the Internet and was just. <laughs> washed over. I haven't seen the last episode of the season yet. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know we're, we're just like right at the, the tip of being able to finish watching everything. But, you know, I, I saw it like on HBO Max, like like right when it dropped. And I was like, oh, this has Taika Waititi in it. I will probably yeah, yeah. want to watch this. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a good show. Um, it's, it's so it's, wonderfully <laughs> silly. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> And it's yeah. funny because, you know, it is it is billed as a romantic comedy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's yeah. yeah, it's it's not like I'm not like busting a gut, like laughing at things. But it is very it is very yeah. silly and but also like very tender and serious with its relationships. <laughs> you know, um, it, it had two two points that are probably the hardest I've laughed this year. Maybe just yeah. the introduction of the bird guy which is yeah. like a perfect shot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and just like Nick Kroll and Kristen Shaw just being stupid together was just <laughs> delightful. <laughs> just like, because they're taking people and giving them the biggest characters they could possibly play and mm -hmm. just letting them be big. It was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. So both, yeah. Of, both of those spots, but yeah. Yeah. I'm no, not I, used to this goofy being... Uh, and that's the thing is like it is earnestly goofy. They're not making fun of themselves for yeah that yeah they're yeah not. yeah no they're they're not it's it's not like a bunch of gay jokes um, that it's, too it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 a bunch of silly pirates mm -hmm. um, who happen to be you know gay pirates uh, yeah turns out <laughs> and uh, like uh, you know it's it's. A straight white dude point of view to so take it with what you will, but I feel like the, the way I, I think like the most impactful stuff to me has been stuff like Our Flag Means Death and Mitchell's versus the Machines, where like they make a really really good product that also happens to be gay or also happens to have like this mm. or that. Like it's not the focus. They're not like. Like that's the, it's almost like how I felt about like Big Lebowski back in the day where I'm just like, oh, that was a good pot movie because they just casually use pot. And it's not like mm -hmm. Cheech and Chong where it's like, you know, like every scene is about it. It's just like it's there and it's normalized in a really like cool way. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, well, it, it does. It's not like the central focus and it doesn't feel like a decision. Like, yeah. you know how at the end of like legend of Korra, like some people were like, Whoa, what's going on right. here? Why did they do this all of a sudden? Um, yeah. but, um, where, you know, I mean, it, it, it had kind of been building that whole show, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but still for a lot of people, it kind of came out of nowhere and it was just mm -hmm. like, Oh, you just decided to, 
you know, be woke or whatever, as it were, people weren't using the word at the time like that, but, um, we're, you know, at this point anyway, th- yeah. that's what they'd say at this point. People were like, Oh my God, this kid's show is here being yeah. woke and indoctrinating our kids and let's pass some legislation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Dave, what are you going to say? It, uh, just that it's the difference between, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the kill your gays trope you know, that if it's a story about a gay character, they must suffer um, in order to teach the rest of us that it's hard to be gay versus just representation. Just, you know, (laughs) all of us getting to see ourselves in the media that we consume, living normal lives with all Mm -hmm. the joys and sorrows that that entails, living full experiences and not being used as a prop for, you know, a for a... uh, For people to pity. Yeah. Three-dimensional characters to start. I mean, like, bottom yeah. line. How about right? that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have yeah, thought it? It's like, it's a really good show. It is. <laughs> it is a really good show. There's, as I said, like, you know, uh, because I didn't realize going in that it even had, like, gay themes, I was just sort of like, oh, it's just Tyka and Reese Darby sort yeah. of thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally cool. Yeah, I was just like, oh, take it with cheese. It'll probably be silly yeah. and entertaining. And then it's like, yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it with cheese. Blackbeard is fantastic. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, man, going back to, uh, you mentioned Korra, just like Reese Darby on Voltron is such a fun performance mm-hmm. to, uh, I can't remember character names, but he's one of the main guys. Like anytime he shows up in anything, the, the one great episode of X-Files from season nine with uh, Reese Darby and Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, <laughs> and like the rest of the season's garbage, but watch that episode. Wait, they were on the same episode together? Oh, yeah. And it was uh, uh, Darren. Uh, um, oh, why am I uh, blanking on his name? The, the guy that wrote all the great episodes. <laughs> the, oh. The, the, oh, wow. The, yeah, it's. There's one episode in season nine and one episode in season 10 that are worth checking out. Uh, the, the rest can go away, <laughs> but it's yeah. It, it's, and I was so excited for Kumail specifically as a guy who is such an X-Files fan. He had an X-Files podcast for a long time. <laughs> oh, really? So it's just, yeah, he was going episode by episode through and made it into like season two somewhere. <laughs> I think <laughs> which was obviously a lot of this was like before uh, Marvel was on the horn (laughs) sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good show. That is a good show. Um, Trying to think. I think that's what I I don't know if I've watched anything else of note. I certainly have not in terms of show. Yeah. Yeah. I guess quick. uh, Yeah. I'll just go through two. So like, like movie wise, I I think, the nice thing is it's it's just there on Netflix and you can just watch it. A uh, movie called Apollo Ten and a Half, which is the new Richard Linklater. Oh yeah, and yeah, one yeah. Of those things that like uh, nobody knows exists. <laughs> kind of. Thing. I, I've so, seen some. I've seen some writing about it here. Okay. And I, I feel like just every now and then Richard Linklater yep. makes one of these weird rotoscoped animated movies, and people are like, "Yep, there it is. He's doing it again." Whenever he makes a movie, like, it's really good. Like, he's well, a yeah. really good film. Like, that's that's the thing. is like, it's almost taken, I, I don't know, like, a lot of, 
he he gets a lot of accolades and he has a name, but also like who watches, <laughs> who goes out of their way <laughs> to watch, you know, like, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, it is rotoscoped, but he's like, he's, he's the king of these coming of age movies. Mm. And it's, it's uh it's a coming of age movie. Uh the the whole idea is just uh uh kids that grew up in Houston right when Apollo launched. So it's it's all about the Apollo launch in uh sixty-nine. Um but I was just I was amazed at how relatable uh I was just sort of like, oh yeah, that was very much my childhood for being very not <laughs> for being hmm. the sixties in the south kind of thing. Um huh. He he's very good about like the small moments. Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like um, and also, uh, uh, best improviser in Austin Town, Lietti has a very fun part in that. So oh, I, was, cool. I was very happy to to see that. Yeah, I, I'm sure that there's other like locally people because it's all Austin shit. But like, no, Weiss. My question, one question for you is: Is it is yes. it three hours long? <laughs> It is not. It is not. There's a movie that's about three hours long. All right. Yeah, I, I believe it might be a, a tight 90, which would be nice. Ooh. Oh, man. I'm, I'm yeah. checking now. There was there was a, I don't know, Dave, did you, yeah. I don't know if you guys watch SNL still, but there was that short-ass movie uh, skit they did, like, no, within the last couple months. Yeah, there was a, a Pete Davidson uh, yeah. musical number called, I want a short-ass movie. <laughs> and I was like, man, I feel that <laughs> every once in a while, every once in a while. But yeah, I don't know. Well, that, that's the annoying thing, you know, like because people need either like Marvel things or, you know, or in positions like you guys where you're like, yeah, you need the babysitter or you need to like make a night out of it. So you're like, OK, this has to be like worth it. So a lot of people are like, all right, this needs to be three hours if I'm going to mm-hmm. go out. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like, you know. You don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to really dig that, you know, at a certain point. I was like, oh, man, this movie's like two and a half, three hours long. That's awesome. It's going to be epic. And now I'm just like, why is it so needlessly long? You can cut (laughs) this part out. There's your editor. It needs to actually, like, earn it. Like, (laughs) there's usually, like, one or two that make sense with the runtime and the rest not so much. Yeah. Um, Only other one I was going to mention was Russian Doll Season 2. I don't Mm. know if either of you have seen any of the Russian doll. Uh, I never finished the first season. I really liked it, but, uh, see, that's, I really liked the first season. I, I liked the second season more oddly enough. Uh, I know some people not so much, but like, uh, it's, it's kind of a very different thing. So the first season is a time loop, uh, yeah. much like your groundhog's day, Palm Springs, stuff like that. Um, and a really well done one. Uh, like I like the cast Ooh. and all that stuff. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so Natasha Leone became showrunner for the second season, and the second season is much more of a quantum leap slash time jumble kind of a movie uh, or show uh, sort of thing. So it it doesn't feel formulaic. Like like the first season ended, and I went like I enjoyed that. Why are they doing a second season? Like okay. it closed sure. loop really good reason um even for people that were like lukewarm on the first season uh or i don't know like you could even just jump to the second season if you really wanted to mm. but uh yeah it's, it's just and uh it's a half hour show yeah. <laughs> versus like that's 
that's the thing too where i started because i was like oh man another fucking 45 to an hour <laughs> drama i don't know if i could do this oh 30 minutes yeah and i just fucking blew through it sold yeah yep no just really well done front to back yeah i, I gleefully saw that the uh the new Doctor Strange is only a little over two hours, so I'm like, okay, I oh, think wow. I can make it through that with the kid because he wants to go see it, you know, for his birthday weekend. So I got to receive get tickets for that. Yeah, uh, that's fun. I'm I'm listening to a a podcast series on Sam Sam Raimi at the moment, and like especially early on, he was the guy fighting for like the lowest runtime possible. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Army of Darkness is, I believe, it was either Army of Darkness or Dark Man is like 86 minutes which is one minute longer than like <laughs> like that's how how to qualify for like the oscars or something like that yeah. that was his uh-huh. concession because he yeah. wanted it to be like 75 minutes or whatever so like mm-hmm. i could totally see him fighting marvel to keep this thing short <laughs> nice great <clears throat> i'm hopeful yeah. so <laughs> dark man and army of darkness were both like exact 96 minutes <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah that's it <laughs> yep. fantastic fantastic and i'm i'm hopeful i still i i'm worried about like Raimi getting sw- the way that you know marvel can still feel more like marvel than the mm-hmm. directors that they hire for their name sort of thing mm-hmm. but, yeah i don't know i want it to be good so yeah. I, will, I will be seeing it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i uh, mm-hmm. i i really like the doctor strange episode of what if uh yep yeah <laughs> and the more they can draw from that the better yeah that was that was i think it was my favorite episode of that show yeah i like i like the show but that was that probably was mine too because i mean that was the first realized i don't know like marvel doesn't let dr strange be an asshole they, mm-hmm. they they tell you he's arrogant but they don't really like show you him having any transformation that was the first time it's just like oh yeah he he sucks Mm-hmm. <laughs> he thinks he knows everything. What a douche. Yeah, he's a douche. And he acts like yeah. All right. So, hey, I played a bunch more Elden Ring. I know oh, you yeah. guys are excited to hear more about that. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know what else you can say. I've been waiting for know. Elden I, Ring hour for uh, all, all week. Uh, well, I did finish the game uh, oh, right. uh, okay. three times. Um, it was way faster the last, the second two. Uh, I got that platinum, man. Uh, and then, oh, do they still do award award things like that? Achievements, <laughs> like yes, yes, they <laughs> yeah. do achievements and trophies. Please. Yes. Wow, I'm. I just the last time I gave a fuck about that was like 2005. So <laughs> yeah, just like motivating me to play a game for achievements. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like occasionally now. It's well, it's like what'll happen, and uh, I haven't done this on like an Xbox based game, but you know, sometimes I'll finish these playstation games and i'll i'll go and i'll look at the trophy list and i'll be like ah can i do that and sometimes the answer is yes and most of the time the answer is no no i'm not doing that but yeah like and i also think some games have been kind of softening their trophies a bit so they're more feasible to actually do uh instead of like ah you gotta go kill five thousand people online nobody thinks that's fun uh you know, you need to be struck by lightning 200 times. <laughs> yeah, that that sort of thing. You know, <laughs> at the end of Elden Ring, it was like, oh, I have to go collect a few items, beat a secret boss and then sprint through the game two more times, which was just fun to do because I'm kind of like puzzling out like, OK, well, what's the now that I know where everything is, 
and and this was on new game plus too so i was already powered up so it was just like okay where do i need to go and what do i actually need to do to get from one end of the game to the other and and that was interesting unto itself just to kind of figure that game out that out because the game is so sprawling and then coming to the to the conclusion that it's like wow like so much of this game is optional technically like <laughs> a massive, critical path it really quick yeah well it's like there's you know uh kind of you you get under the impression that it's like you to get to the capital city or to get into the capital city you have to there there's like two different ways in there and it involves either doing this or this so it's like well technically i you can there's like four bosses you could be and if you beat two of them two out of the four then you get access to the city that's like the one thing so it's like oh i could just skip like this whole beginning area. Oh, I could just never go over to this hell hole over to the east. I could just never go there. Just totally skip it if I wanted to. It, it's very built for you to just kind of like that no matter where you go in the game, you will progress um, no matter what. And it's like if you don't want to go to the volcano manor, you don't have to. If you don't want to go through like this really, you know, hellish section uh, to beat the boss at the end, you don't have to. Uh, and if you don't want any of that and you really want to go out of your way, you can do like this over here and then fight this boss down here, which opens up an underground path here and you go through all that. And then you'll come up in the middle of the city without going through the front door at all. Um, I feel like that's what I would end up doing. <laughs> like it, that's, that's way more involved than, than like <laughs> doing the other things. Like as it was, um, you know, on my new game plus, like within like probably a half hour I had beaten the first demigod. And then within another half hour, I had beaten like the next, like easiest one along the way. Like I had built out my route. I was doing a little speed run thing. Um, but it was just like fascinating to kind of realize like, Oh wow. They really made it. So like, you don't have to do shit. <laughs> like there's a very narrow, uh, amount of stuff you have to do. And that's cool. And then I started another character and I'm kind of playing that a little more slowly because there's other shit to do. This um, is the most interested mm -hmm. I have been in trying a Soulsborne game since mm -hmm. Bloodborne. Yes. And I think at this point, my only real hesitation is, uh, maybe I got to go back and reread, uh, digital foundries anal performance analysis. <laughs> but, uh, I, I believe playing it on a base PlayStation four is not ideal, but no, there's not. nothing terrible about it. Yeah. I believe that our, our friend will over in, uh, in the UK is playing it on a base PS4 and he's okay. been having a, a lovely time with it. So I, I, I believe you should have, one should avoid the Xbox one version. I believe I've, I've heard that that is I, yeah. the one that you actively should like, if that's your only way to play it, don't play it. Mm hmm. But I, I believe PS4 is not ideal, but acceptable. Like, yeah, as long I, I know if, some if, other people. If you never compared it to the PS5 well. to a modern console version, you would never know that it's. Yeah, it, it's it's a, you know you're getting 30 frames. Uh, yeah. There isn't as much detail in the world. The resolution's not as high, but mm. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but uh, more recently, I'm trying to think. Whether, I mean, I've played more Captain Toad, but um, I have been playing Rogue Legacy 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I've yeah. Until I randomly saw a, a couple screenshots today. I was like, that game exists. Yeah, it came. It, it finally it was in early access for like a couple of years now. Yeah, um, that always so fucked me up. <laughs> it does because it was like, oh, Rogue Legacy 2 is coming. Oh my God, Rogue Legacy 2 is coming out into early access. I'm like, oh, okay, I will ignore yeah. it. 
Um, <laughs> and then suddenly like it comes around to today and it's, and it's like, Oh, the game's out now. Like, Oh shit. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so uh, if you liked Rogue Legacy, you'll like yeah. Rogue Legacy too. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, love that game. That's, yeah, that, they, that is my <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really mess with it. They just layered on more stuff uh, to it, like in a good way. Um, just you know, it feels like the first one, like the it was pr- kind of simple. I guess I'll say in, in the actual like action-y platforming exploring stuff like yes. <laughs> the way yeah it, it was pretty you know the the complexity of the game was like okay we we made this system where you have to purchase upgrades and um you know there's a handful of different classes with like some slightly different abilities and that's yeah. where the variance comes in but everything else is pretty simple but they definitely up the complexity of both the design of the castle uh the just sheer up. there's like probably like a dozen different character classes in this game i figured uh, yep yeah yeah with and each character has a ability and they have different weapons and there is different magic spells uh Shit, and then all my life <laughs> yeah and then there's a bunch of different traits and then they have new mechanics for traversing the world uh like one of the they, one of the things they give you right off the bat there's this little like uh like down slash like spin dash type thing. I think it's down and jump that does it where you can like bounce off of lanterns um, and you can use that to bounce. Yeah. You can pogo like upwards and and integrate that in the platforming. You can dash. And then shortly after that, you can air dash. Uh, So there's more, you know, complex platforming Mm -hmm. expectations. Um, I mean, but you know, just for like going through the game, it's, you know, not going to bust your balls, but when there's like platforming challenges for like those fairy chests, um, Uh, those special treasures, those can get a little more tricky than they were before. Um, when you go into, um, I'm not sure how there's definitely more areas. I know that I've, I've peeked in because in the first one, there was like, you know, the main, the central area, then there was like one up one to the right and then one down, Mm -hmm. um, and I know there's more than that. I don't know how many yet. Uh, but when you walk into a new zone, it, it gives you like a difficulty rating for that zone. So you'll know if it's, should you be fucking around here? Yeah. Uh, and the answer early on is probably not. Um, and some <laughs> zones require like a special ability to navigate them. And it just tells you like, you need this thing to get through Hello? here. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hello. We're all here. Hello. All right. We're all here. Hello. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the area, there will be a thing that just says like, yo, you need this ability in this area and you'll be like, okay, well I'll go somewhere else then. Uh, and yeah, there's, there's ton, you know, you get back, you spend your gold and you're building up this huge castle, which unlocks more upgrades and more classes and more stuff. And then you're, you know, you're buying your new weaponry and your blueprints and they've layered on like a, uh, like a, uh, an equipment, an equip load system, um, which sounds like garbage because nobody likes to deal with weight, but it, it's a thing where it's like, okay, you know, heavier equipment, you know, gives you better like stat protection, but you also, it uh, pulls down this other stat you have called resolve, which you can use to spend for like artifacts and stuff in the run. So by wearing later gear, you open up more possibility for upgrading that way. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, a bunch of, you know, uh, silly goofiness with colorblind characters and, right. uh, yeah, just, just all that 
nonsense is is still there in the game and and there's just much more variety i can't remember how many classes were in the first game all i remember was like okay there was the knight there was a mage there was a ninja um yeah i don't know what else i don't know i feel like there was at least a couple more but this one's got like a chef uh (laughs) you hit enemies with a frying pan and then they burn and they can and the chef can cook food for himself well that's Uh, lovely influence of contact the rpg yeah you you got you got (laughs) <laughs> you got a fencer who's a more, you know, smooth dexterity based thing. There's a, a dragon, uh, you know, a, a dragoon who you like hits hard, but you, you have to charge up the, these lance thrusts in the air. And, and it's, yeah, it's just, man, I, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of like, <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, man, I don't know if, uh, I wasn't sure. Cause I, I guess the early things I heard about rogue legacy Two when it first hit early access was just kind of like, ah, there's not really much here. Um, mm-hmm. and, and going into, it, I was kind of like, ah, do I just want to like rogue legacy again? And it turns out, yes, cause they've added all this stuff to it and it's still super fun. Um, but it feels like there's new mysteries to unravel in the game and it looks great. Like the graphical upgrade is, you know, it looks much better, yeah, uh, yeah. Than, than the original, which was again, pretty simplistic, but, uh, yeah, yeah it's good shit, man. Oh, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. It's sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah, no, that's that's one of the few that that formula worked for. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. that first one was so good about just like not feeling uh, any kind of negative feeling when you died. Yeah, like yeah. It was you're like I can't wait to go back in. Yeah, it's like sometimes you screw the pooch, but then you're back, and it's like okay, well that character sucked. Well, I'm just gonna well here's a new one for yep. me, and I'm gonna try this. It's like you pop back out, you pick a new character, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to buy a few upgrades, um, so I know now I'm a little bit stronger, and then it's like back right in, back into the breach. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's, yeah, super happy. Well, I can, I guess I can transit, I've, I've got three games I can go to. Uh, yeah, go for it. I can only talk very briefly about Persona Strikers. I haven't gotten too far in. Yeah. I just, uh. It was on sale at GameStop, and I went, you oh. know, fuck it. I'm going to actually go to a GameStop. <laughs> we were we were both surprised, me and the person that was in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted physical. Um, it's, it's inter- like, the first, I've only played, like, two long sessions. And the first mm-hmm. one was, I didn't love, I, I had the same feeling I had with Persona Q, where, like, all the mechanics are awesome. Mm-hmm. And the writing was leaving me wanting a little mm-hmm. bit. But the second time I played, I was clicking with it a lot more. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm hopeful as I keep going on. I It did that thing uh, where it, <laughs> that both of them did, where a character from Alice in Wonderland drags you to <laughs> Wonderland. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> You're really doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, I, I f- my feeling on the story, I, the story of that game does get good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does, there's like a little bit of a lull in the middle, but yeah, I, I, I ended up liking the story of that one more than the one in Persona 5. Yeah. And I think the writing is better than, mm-hmm. well, at least cute, cute, like, like, yeah. And I had issues with a uh, five is like all story stuff. Like the dialogue was fine. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just sort of like, I wasn't into the actual like narrative there. Yeah. So and like Persona Q just was like was grading because it didn't feel like they were the same characters being mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. And I guess like 
Strikers is kind of nice because I don't know half these characters because I only played like oh. 30 hours. <laughs> oh, but, nice. Yeah. But, you know, I never got to Futaba or... Uh, uh-huh. you know, the, the only character I I generally don't like both time in both games is the artist uh, fellow. Oh, Yosuke. Yeah, I just don't like the way that... Um, I don't know. There, there's... There's a weird over-the-top campiness they give to the voice performance that makes you go like, this guy doesn't like being the artist. <laughs> or, or, I don't know. They they want you to make a joke out of it where I'm just like, I don't believe this guy is actually an artist. Mm. Sort of, or or believes what he's saying sort of thing. Yeah. There, there's a jokiness to it, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, um, I'm... I do wonder what uh this game would look like on a bigger screen than a switch light just for <laughs> yeah. being you know a dynasty game <laughs> sort of thing but i haven't had like didn't it, have too rough yeah it. it doesn't do that it doesn't really like flood the screen too too much though yeah really like a lot most of the battles in the game are much more contained than than what you see in most of those omega force games <laughs> that's that's what i was hoping like it was I was a little overloaded trying to like figure out my menu. Uh, mm-hmm. I was still winning, so whatever. And ultimately, I've listened to that soundtrack a uh, fucking lot to Strikers. It's yeah, so good. So it's a good one. That is <laughs> that is the drive. Uh, I beat a game. Uh, I, I played Telling Lies, and uh, oh uh, yeah, that, yeah, the uh, second Sam Barlow game. Uh, I've had this on huh? my lists forever to play this has been sitting on my switch's home screen for a few months because i want to play it with jan because we played Uh, her story together Mm -hmm. it's it's, her story is still better like Mm -hmm. and that was no i i really liked her her story was like you know i think it was the exact aim of the game where like i was just up but i think that's when i was working overnights too but i had like an actual notepad next to me, like, okay, <laughs> what words, this and that. And mm-hmm. and this one's a little more relaxed, I guess, in that sense. Okay. Uh, but the performances are just so good. Mm. Uh, this one, now they're starting to get, you know, named actors. Like, yeah. lead, I know him from Upgrade. Uh, this dude from Upgrade and the Invitation, uh, Logan Marshall Green, that this is his name. He, He's kind of a known-ish. He's he's the I, I mix him up with like two other actors whenever I see him. I'm just sort of like Mad Max. No, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm familiar no, like, with uh, what's her name from Westworld, Serafina. Oh, I believe is her last yeah, name. She was great. I only I only saw the pilot to Westworld. Okay, uh, sort of thing. But uh, yeah, um, it's. And it's the same thing as her story, where it's just sort of like, well, we're going to take that idea of the FMV game, except uh, we're going to have like just a lot of uh, like it's it's not jokey campy. It's it's actually like well performed and an yeah. interesting story. Um, this one, I'm I I'm not going to say where it goes, but l- please let me know if you do go through it, because like where it goes uh, specifically because I checked and I'm like, okay, this game was written in 2019. Okay, that's <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh wow. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> so there, there were a couple things uh, on that end of things, um, and I'm very, very excited for the third game that he has coming out, which yeah. is 
seems tailor made for me. I, it, they're they're editing games. That's like your <laughs> match cuts, especially like this third one, which is like golden era Hollywood uh, murder mystery thing. Uh-huh. Uh, much I don't know. To me, reminds me of like the fade out Tim or like like an Ed mm. Brubaker kind of uh, yeah, yeah. story is my hope. But uh, yeah, it's it uh, it's addicting in the way that like good visual novel stuff is uh even like your 999s or your phoenix rights or Mm -hmm. whatever where you know it's it's just like okay i'm gonna do one more connection and you turn the game off and you're kind of like thinking about like random words that you could put into the search it's just like i wonder about this or you know i still like her story i went back and like watched pretty much every video i I didn't go that (laughs) far with but uh yeah i enjoyed yeah, I gotta play that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, these are all things that were that that popped up on sale. It was finally like cheap enough. I th- I think that went down to like six bucks. Yeah, and I'm just like I'm pulling the trigger finally. Um, and the last thing I'm uh, I've started <laughs> like we'll we'll see how far I go, but like with the 3ds shop, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. close closing in March, possibly sooner, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that I've I've played out of that batch right now as i started playing rusty's real deal baseball oh all right (laughs) everybody's been talking well at least like the the couple people on twitter i follow were were like boy if you play one game because i don't know how this would be ported yeah basically like um once i because like i didn't play it exactly because it's a free play game Mm -hmm. uh and I would just completely reject those out of the box sort of thing. But I was listening to uh, Retronauts, you know, go down their list of, you know, 3DS games to catch uh, up on. Yes, and I got to listen to that episode. It's good. I, I mean, it was it was pretty much exactly the games I knew. Like, okay. I forgot about Harmonite for the most part. That was about, about what? Harmonite. Uh, Harmony and Night Switch. It was it was like Harmonite and Rhythm Thief came out around the same same time, and maybe like another one where like a couple rhythm games basically got. Oh, it, it's, okay. Harmonite is a rhythm platformer, which okay. uh, I have not played, but uh, I like Gumshoe the Zapper platformer, so I'm I'm hoping <laughs> it kind of has like that weird cross genre thing. But the the thing with Rusty's Real Deal Baseball is it feels like Nintendo was like well, we don't want to do a free to play game. So if we're going to do one, you know, so so the conceit of the game is you're buying mini games from the sad sack dog selling you mini games. Yeah. Uh, and the fun is that they make this dog so fucking sad <laughs> that you feel so fucking bad haggling, which is the point of the game is to haggle down the price of real world money when you're buying these mini games. Uh, and the dog is telling you such a fun story that you want to like keep going. Uh, and the mini games are, uh, and you know, I've only bought one so far, but it's, 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 it's more in the WarioWare style of like, there's one very good mechanic you do pretty quickly over and over sort of thing. As far as I understand, um, like you don't have to give a shit about baseball (laughs) basically sort of thing and i also looked up like how much is this actually going to cost me when i buy all the mini games and the lowest you can pay i believe is 16 bucks that's mm. not bad all right. <laughs> uh like if you get each of i think there's only like six games and you can get them down to like 
a buck fifty or uh no there's got to be like 12 games then or whatever but but you're paying like a buck to a buck fifty like per game i've only bought the one i i'm basically doing like maybe one a week sort of thing um filling that play date void yeah (laughs) oh my god but uh but i just i i like how the story is peppered out and just like the emotional drive that they're not afraid to be like like the game starts out and he's just like yeah my wife left me and i don't know why uh you know like uh i've got these 10 kids you know i don't know how to (laughs) it just it stacks it is just it's so wonderfully heightened so See, I remember the giant bomb guys talking about Rusty's Real Deal Baseball and how mm-hmm. funny it was uh, yeah. back when it released and I was still listening to the giant bomb guys. Um, and I didn't have a 3DS yet at the time. Um, but uh, but yeah, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball was one of the first ones that I, one of the first store refugees that I grabbed uh, when I was looking at the store, looking for things that needed to be preserved. Yep. So I've got that sitting waiting for me to check out too. Yeah, I, I have a list of six games. I think this was this was one of those six. It was yeah. like Rhythm Thief, Harmonite. See if I can remember off the top of my head. It was the Kid Icarus 3D Classics, which is what I got from that Retronaut specifically Uh-oh. because panic. They changed the jumping mechanics slightly, so it I believe um, it lets you like either like hover or aim slightly before landing Hmm. so it makes it just that much uh easier slash just accessible accessible sort of playable on a basic level yeah (laughs) i I never get past like the first level and i know like that's a game that like all the challenge i'm told is early on and yes like yeah Mm. Yeah, once you get i i did finish that game and yeah once you get out of the underworld that game is a breeze right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I don't remember the others off the top of my head. But, you know, it's it's not a long... Oh, it was um, the the weapon shop... Uh, from, Omase. Omase. Yeah. It's like, I, I love uh, Attack of the Friday Monsters. I think I think that is the, mm-hmm. the gem <sighs> yeah, out of that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that, that was the first one that I bought. It, so yeah. I haven't played, haven't played it yet. It's been sitting... That was, that was top on my list. Yeah. No, that's... I might replay that. That's... That game's great. Um, yeah, there might have been one other from like that batch, but yeah, I got to get Soul Hackers in some Phoenix Wright games. I've got the Phoenix Wrights. I bought mm-hmm. those on sale at least. I'm almost done with. I'm, I'm on the last chapter of Dual Destinies, but yeah. still have that to get back to. I we a couple of weeks ago, I inquired on yeah. Facebook because all all the usual Atlas RPGs went on mm. sale that go on sale yeah. on 3DS. And uh, uh, I, yeah, Tim, you that. suggested that I go if I was going to grab one thing, it would be Etrian Odyssey Four. Okay. I but gave you two suggestions. You I gave me you several suggestions. The, no, I gave what you I, two, and then I told you some that you probably shouldn't get. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, but we you've always been sort of the one person who goes to bat for Radiant Historia. So should oh, I yeah. also get Radiant Historia? I think that game's awesome, but uh, and this is also I believe you know this is the best version of it. I presumably right. Yeah, I, I never played that. I, I should get that. Mm. Right. Um, it's it's oddly it's it's kind of like the. the 
you know, obviously it's it's not Chrono Trigger. That would be heresy. But like, uh, it, it it kind of has like the the sadder uh, the melancholy feel of like when Chrono Trigger is melancholy. Like that's that's what Radiant Historia feels like, kind of the whole time. Mm, so I like that. Um, like the the I remember the story story being interesting and the battle system was really addicting uh and the music's awesome so like those three things will get you there you know like it definitely has dips and it's not like perfect all the way through sure but especially for like an under the radar kind of uh rpg and i'm i'm gonna i'm going to guess the other one that tim recommended would be devil survivor yep got it yeah yep yep. (laughs) that one's also worth it uh Kind of, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, SMT people will say it's watered down, whatever. Uh, that one also, like, kind of the same uh, melancholy in a way. Uh, it just has, like, it has a very interesting soundtrack to me. Like, none, because it's not Shoji uh, Meguro. Mm. Um, he was, the guy that did that was from, like, a 70s uh, band or something like that, but it was, um, the guitar has a very unique sound, and I think he's only done that one soundtrack, which is why I didn't like the sequel. Well, I guess <laughs> I didn't like the sequel for a couple of reasons, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a very fun uh, strategy RPG. Just like, it, and it'll help you understand the 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 greater Mega Ten world. Oh. I think it's a great starter for that. So, yeah, no, that that is an easier game to kind of like just jump into, too, okay. I think. It just I know that like at these prices, all of them are either eight or ten dollars, and that is the cheapest yeah. they will ever oh. possibly be. So I need to pick <clears throat> up Apocalypse. I think that's the one I want to pick up uh, mm. SMT or Apocalypse. Just because I didn't realize it was a separate game at the time. I thought it was more of a like like a new game plus or uh I thought they just added. I thought it was like, uh, oh, I guess. Hmm. I thought they just added stuff onto like the end of it. I don't know. Like, like people were when I when I was reading it, it sounded like it was kind of like. Hmm. I mean, it's obviously built on that system. Yeah, yeah. But, but more, to give that more than a game, I thought. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's the only one that I think I'm missing out of the the Atlas bunch at this point i mean like i never got into etrian odyssey aside from persona q but mm-hmm. i get, I, I mean like the map stuff is very satisfying <laughs> that was the biggest takeaway yeah. i had yeah yeah um i did forget that i have played some of tunic oh, oh yeah tunic? tunic people like that tunic yeah well well, well, I don't, well, so I, you know, I haven't played it in a couple of weeks, unfortunately, because I've had to play other stuff and I was just kind of just busy this last weekend because um, it was nice out and my child wanted to enjoy the outdoors. Um, so Tunic, uh, how much you like Fez? Uh, I've never played Fez. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I really liked Fez until the ending. <laughs> okay. I was I was one of those people where it was just like when a game is just sort of like, ah, you didn't complete things. And I'm just oh. like, well, I'm never going to play this game again. <laughs> <Sort of laughs> but well, I, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the journey of it. OK, uh, much more than the objectives. 
Yeah. Um, so this this game actually has a is pre, well and pretty reminiscent of Fez in some ways, uh, surprisingly, um, in just kind of the way that you know you look at the game and it's like, oh, this looks like a cute little uh, you know Zelda ish looking yeah. thing, but there is that there is secrets to it that give you that give me a Fez like feeling. Um, yeah, like, well, one of the, cause it like perfect purposely kind of obscures things. Um, in some ways it does that are cool. In some ways it does that are annoying. Um, like it's very big cause the game has like that, uh, three quarters, like shifted perspective and it does, a, it does a lot of like hiding paths, uh, like uh-huh. just kind of behind things in a way that like it does it so much. It kind of annoys me. Um, <laughs> but uh, the game, <clears throat> like one of its big things is like when you're playing through the game, you are literally finding pieces of its manual, um, like the instruction manual. And it's like a, you know, 80s NES manual. Yeah. Uh, and most of it and most of the game itself is written in kind of this made up language. And I'm really hoping I don't have to translate it like I did with uh, Fez because I just don't know if I want to do that shit. Have you tried putting it in water? Like legit, are they going to do a Star Tropics joke? Oh, I don't know. Right. Um, I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can use the manual on things in the game. Okay. Okay. But like, you'll find pages of it that will have information about the game in it, and you'll be able to look at it and be like, "Oh, okay, I can tell this page is telling me something about like the items I'm collecting." Uh, but sometimes you'll pick up a page and look at it and be like, "Oh, this is telling me how to like." Like it, it'll reveal something that you that you can do that you didn't realize you could do, mm-hmm. um, uh, like pushing a particular button in front of a particular type of statue does a particular thing that you wouldn't know, uh, and you're like, oh shit, there's this whole mechanic I didn't realize, but now that I have the manual to tell me, that's cool. But if you mm-hmm. don't find that manual page, guess what? You're not right. doing that. And it and it took me, you know, it, it's. I don't know. I got. I. I don't think I'm very far in the game, so I have to play a lot more of it. I was just kind of not sure if I wanted a Fez type uh, puzzle figure out thing. It's out to get you. Yeah, a game that's kind of out to get me a little bit. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I would just enjoy this more if I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, in the mechanics. But I, I have only played a little bit of it. But it, it kind of caught me off guard as soon as I started it because I'd seen people. Um, while I was doing nothing but playing Elden Ring for all of March, being like, oh man, Tunic, there's some stuff going on with Tunic. And like, within 30 seconds of starting the game, I'm like, oh, is this going to do shit like Fez? Is that that why people were talking (laughs) about it in this very particular way? And (laughs) I'm just getting a vibe already. And yeah, that's... So I'll be interesting to, to see where it goes. I've been thinking about... I mean, like, it's the... I think person to person, how much you enjoy engaging with challenging art in one mm-hmm. art form. Cause I feel like that's kind of that separation of just sort of like, look like something like power of the dog. Like if you're talking movies where it's just mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, you can casually watch that, but you're also going like, okay, how much, how much mental, uh, you know, how much thought do I want to give this? And also like, can I recommend this to somebody who doesn't want to? Mm-hmm. And, I th- and, and, I feel like I dip out on challenging art with games a little sooner than you guys, maybe question mark, or at least like, cause even like something like shadow of the Colossus where I'm like, you know, 
I'm not interested in exploring the world. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the mechanics and like the feel and the story and all that. But like, I don't know. It's it's rarer and rarer that I want to play something like Fez. That I'm just like, I'm doing all the puzzle puzzle platforming. I'm doing all the things. Like maybe mm-hmm. maybe if I was uh, in in Fredonia with all that time, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It, it interests me. Well, yeah, it's funny because like on one hand, I'm sitting down and playing Fez and being like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to deal with this game where I have to like keep notes and think about stuff. And I just yeah. got done playing Elden Ring where I had my notepad out and I yeah. was like going back to it and trying to figure out obscure things. But maybe that's why, because I just did that with a game. Mm-hmm. Um the boat, but this uh, it seems much more intensive in terms of needing to do that stuff in order to progress. Though apparently uh, the game also has a no fail mode, so you can just push a button and be invincible and not worry about the combat or dying and just kind of mm. figure it out. So I might end up just doing that at some point. Yeah, that's interesting. Seeing the game. Yeah. Yeah. I like games that your, do that more now. You you put your finger on a a very sort of that you you've articulated something I don't think I've ever been able to really you know, uh, um, put words to quite so yeah. well that, that sort of fatiguing feeling where like, boy, mm-hmm. you art creator sure are asking a lot of the people yeah. who are engaging with you right now. And it's, it's either going to take either you have a lot of confidence in this world that you've built that you trust people are just going to want to dig in and gobble up every little morsel and then go hunting for more uh, as opposed to people just, you know, bouncing off of it because you've made things a little too obtuse. Um, and it can go, it can swing the other way too, where like it, it can feel insulting, you know, like the hand. Well, yeah. 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 Like yeah. you, uh, and, and yeah, what almost as if it's condescending. Yes. That's, right. Like, and I think like that happens a lot, that happens a lot of conversations <laughs> with people about like blockbusters or popcorn movies where like, I don't know. Uh, like, uh, some somebody talking about like the last James Bond movie is just like, well, what did you expect? It's a James Bond movie, and I'm like, well, I expect a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I haven't seen No Time to Die at this point, but doesn't mean your expectations but, are lower, just that they are different. Yeah. Like, and and you know, Mar- Marvel is an easy punching bag for this kind of stuff, but mm. uh, I I think the stuff that works more universally, like isn't doing isn't spelling things out necessarily but also remembering that like uh that w- that was something i was thinking about with everything everywhere where like the, the movie started going and i'm like maybe they are i feel like they're over explaining this a little much and then i'm looking around the audience going like everybody is on the same page with this fucking like very quick multiverse jumping like very weird movie mm. And I'm like, okay, they're giving enough information. This is the right. <laughs> this is the right amount of, of yeah. exposition to give. And it, it, <clears throat> it, it's what you want when you sit down for an art or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mov- movies are escapist for me. I don't. I want to be sucked into another place. Uh, number one, and and sometimes I'm like, you know, I I watch a lot of older stuff, and I'm just like, oh, I I want to think about like the audience 50 years ago, whatever. Uh, like if I pop on a game, like I just want to feel that gameplay. Like, and if a game is like asking too much, sometimes I'm just like, this is too much tonight. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah. it feels obvious to say that art, enjoying art shouldn't feel like work and that mm-hmm. it is insultingly pretentious of a creator to demand that, look, if you want mm-hmm. to enjoy my art, you're going to have to work at it. Um, it is fine to want to do more work to enjoy a piece of art, but it needs to be an invitation and not a prerequisite. That's how I... Yeah, that, it, 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 both need to exist too, right? Like you don't want to cut somebody off and it's really hard to, you know, you, there's only like one Spielberg, especially like golden era Spielberg that's like appealing to like everybody. Like, mm. like that's, that's I, I still want challenging like weirdo art to oh, be yeah. like theaters and that's hard and and games like at least like i think i think like the nice thing is the way games work uh that's the challenging art is appealing to a lot of people right now like that that stuff's selling i, w- I would consider dark souls uh challenging art that like is really working and populist mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right now sort of thing um, yeah it became mainstream somehow <laughs> somehow <laughs> And Tim, I think all of your descriptions as Elden Ring being the most open world of them all is hopefully emblematic of of what I mean in that that difficulty, that, that, you know, extreme get good challenge is not a prerequisite, but it's an invitation because you always have alternatives, as you say, like Mm -hmm. if something's too hard, you can go and do something, go do something else. You're not forced to beat your head against a wall at one thing over and over. But as long as you have invitations to explore other aspects of this world, you've got other, other avenues to improve and progress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, in my, uh, in my advanced age, um, (laughs) it's why I, I, sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, I got free time tonight. I just don't want to start a new fucking game. My brain doesn't want to learn new things right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's how part of how I ended up, you know, playing so much uh, Overwatch, like the first few years my kid was around, because it was just like, man, I can't, I can't do shit with learning a new game. I'm just, yeah. I know how to do, I know how to Overwatch. I'm going to sit in Overwatch, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, I, I err more towards familiar things. And it's something I hear from other people too, where like, um, you know, the, these open world, like, uh, you know, icon vomit sort oh. of games like the, the ubisoft games where they're just like you know kind of this generic open world style of just there's like shit all over the place to do it's just like you know what sometimes you just want to sit down and tick some boxes <laughs> on the map and yeah and that and i get that you know <laughs> yeah and that and i go back and forth on like which is more more work for my brain whether it be movies or games or you know whatever too it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. Like games can't games can be until I get in a groove. Like I I feel like I've yeah. I've been playing enough like right now. But like once I put down like systems in general for a while and like picking it back up is just sort of like, oh man, okay. Tonight is you know, like you set the candles, you make some food, it's just <laughs> like I'm I'm playing a video game <laughs> sort of thing. Mm-hmm, Something that mm-hmm. shouldn't be very, very easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you got to romance yourself a little bit to mm-hmm. get into it. Yeah. No, I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so a, lot, a lot of times I, I habitually now when I start a game, like I only play like, mm-hmm. like a half hour, 45 minutes in my first session. And then I walk away and kind of like let that absorb into my brain and then mm-hmm. go back and play it for longer periods of time mm-hmm. after that. Um, 
Yeah. Because otherwise I'll forget early game mechanics. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, I like it reminded, I, I think it was Stephen King's on writing uh, that suggested when, when you get like a burst of inspiration to not write at all and just like go to bed. So like the next day you're, you're excited to start on that thing. So I, I think about that with like games where it's just sort of like, oh, OK, I didn't complete a chapter or whatever, because now it's like, oh, I got to start a new chapter. It's just sort of like, oh, I get to beat this chapter that I was in the middle of that I'm already engaged in <laughs> sort of thing. I yeah. can kind of like ride that momentum rather than like starting a new yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. We all play games for different reasons. I, I, I think like that's. That's what's fun about like uh, from software getting to like this size and having this much money is they can go like, oh, we can appeal to multiple ways that people play games. You know, yeah, it doesn't have to be the challenge hunters only. We can we can yeah. give you an easy mode. We can, you know, yeah, they, you they found a way without explicitly just being here's easy mode. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Dave, well, you get to play anything? I uh, you're. Probably yeah, not just, in your illness <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I didn't start much new. Um, but uh, the, the so uh, I grabbed Attack of the Friday Monsters from the 3DS eShop. I haven't started it yet, but what I did dive into was I also grabbed um, the uh, remaining Sega 3D Classics that ah. I did not yet have. I, I, uh, I finally grabbed the one collection that was released in the States because it's the only way they play Power Drift. Yeah, um, that's right. I was yeah. thinking about that. And then I, I just pirated the other two Japanese collections because the like I bought what I didn't have domestically and then pirated the Japanese collections because those are the only ways to play some exclusive games that never got standalone releases here in the States. Um, I, I had never played Turbo Outrun before, which is a really unique variation on Outrun, you know, did given M2s wonderfully loving the same loving treatment that they gave to to outrun uh, the, the, the outrun mm-hmm. that we all know and love on 3DS and Switch. So um, those are pretty cool. And have also the very, it's the first time that I've regretted no longer having a 3DS that can display 3D uh, as I, as I play on a 2DS XL, <clears throat> um, which in every other respect, I prefer to my old 3DS because uh, it's, 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 it's lighter. It's easier to hold. Um, it's got the increased horsepower of the new 3ds line. You know, it just doesn't have that 3d screen. And this is the first time that I've missed it is going back and playing some M2 remastered super scalar games. And so, uh, if, if a, if a 3d, if a new Nintendo 3ds XL somehow found its way to me for cheap, I would snag it up. But man, that is unlikely. Yeah. Those, those are. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Because I, I have looked into that very thing and been mm-hmm. rebuffed. <laughs> I mean that that's what I'm playing on. And I was I was just looking for grips because that's the only thing with that one is uh-huh. uh it is is the buttons feel amazing, but it's it's just not a good angle on yeah. my hands. Um yeah. I've got I a good grip my, for my two DS that I like a lot. Yeah. Well, because I was I almost went out and bought uh what you're using the the big fatty 2ds yeah because i thought mine was broke but it was just the uh the screen protector so i was very very happy because i was just sort of like oh this is fucked and prices went up the last couple years (laughs) 
Um, so, so that, and, uh, <clears throat> the only real thing I, <laughs> I bought, uh, uh, there were a bunch of cubic published games on switch last week that were 18 cents. If you already owned one of the publisher's games. So I grabbed mm. checks quest remastered and played that with my kids. <laughs> um, okay. that's a fun little nineties shooter throwback, uh, to play once for 18 cents. And, yes. um, <clears throat> I had never played secret of mana have you heard of this 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 was a this was a square soft game yeah square. you you i guess you guys know them as square enix but uh Swim. they it's squeenix but they used to be called Squaresoft, and they published this game called secret of mana uh which um yeah i get a little known little known uh gem <laughs> there so oh, I, you're talking about Seiken Densetsu 2. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I emulated the third one a fucking shit ton in high school. But yes. Um, yeah, I never did because I never I, I, I never played Secret of Mana, so it wasn't like a big like, oh, I gotta play this. But I am looking forward to playing part three in this in the collection of mana that I have on Switch. So I, you know, at some point last year I dicked around a little bit with um with Final Fantasy Adventure which was surprisingly fun if, you know, very sort of basic and bare bones. And what strikes me more than anything about Secret of Mana is how similar it is to its predecessor. Like, mm -hmm. it really is the same game. It's prettier, it's got a much better menu system, everything's more intuitive, uh, but, like, at its heart, the nuts and bolts of it, it's really similar to this Get hmm. this kind of janky Game Boy game, um, and it's only going back and reading, seeing people read now, like seeing people write that yes, Secret of Mana is janky. It was meant to be a CD game. They somehow fit the whole thing onto a two megabit cartridge and an eight megabit cartridge. I forget how big, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and and because of that, the yeah, like it's it, it feels very weird to me, like. Like it took me a long time to wrap my head around like I, I I'm hitting these enemies and sometimes my AI controlled partners are hitting them, but like the damage doesn't show up until a moment later. I don't really yeah. understand what's going on <laughs> under the hood here. Um, but I'm but I'm still digging it because it's charming as hell. It's got a lot of charm, it's visually gorgeous. I like the music. Um, and yeah. it's also like Final Fantasy Adventure, it's pretty linear it's just like you know go go here do that now go here do that um so i was excited to invite my kids to play multiplayer with me <laughs> yeah no that was, that, was, that was a bad idea oh yeah. man i need i need to go into this battle with some seasoned soldiers and not uh <clears throat> tim remember when we tried that multiplayer yeah we didn't make it very far <laughs> no we did not we got beat by a tiger i believe oh uh, yeah, it's a shit show hard. playing with real people um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and also sort of the way the, 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 the screen, I guess, sort of rubber bands people together, like in, mm. instead of forcing, you can't scroll the screen basically until all three characters are walking <gasps> close right. enough together to scroll the screen. So if someone's hanging back here, like no one can progress forward. So we constantly had to be like, Vi Violet, Violet, come with us, baby. No, go up. No, honey, walk upward. Honey, please walk upward. Just walk upward right now. <laughs> just, just press the up. It's up. No, not with the analog stick, honey. Just go up. Please, just go up. So that was, yeah, that was cool. That was oh, something. Music's good. Yeah, music's yeah. great. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, man. Yeah, I don't know. I might, I might mess around with it a little bit more before I dive mm-hmm. into uh, Second Densensu Three, which, which I understand is just sort of the ultimate expression of this design. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't finish three. It gets to a point. Um, I don't know if it's like the last half or third of the game where you're just like backtracking all over the world to oh. kill like some particular boss enemies and the design of the map and your fast travel or lack thereof is not very, um, uh, yeah, not (laughs) yeah, it's it's, it's vintage game design there. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like a, wait, where do I need to go? Why would I need to go? Like, Oh my God. And just, it's yeah. But I, you know, enjoyed, I still played like a good, 12 hours of it still had a good time still like still see the appeal yeah you know it's not you don't gotta finish every game you start to enjoy it it. sometimes you just gotta check that shit out and then when it gets annoying you check right out you just there's lots of other games out there baby that's why i I keep saying it's like i played 30 hours of assassin's creed valhalla did i come close to beating that game no did i have a great time yes but i left (laughs) right when i got bored i'm just like no okay i'll see you later valhalla some (laughs) other day it's just it's it's I agree it's just hard with the money stamp on it. Mm-hmm. All I see is that green. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, 30 hours is a good number of hours. Can't be mad about that. Yeah. No, technically I put 60 hours into Persona 5, just yeah. 3 hour 30 hours twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's value, man. Yeah. Yep, so that's uh, all I played. All right, cool. I, well, I, I thought about getting that collection but live a live live alive. Oh yeah. Live a very soon yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks great that looks really cool excited about that that's uh that's july right yeah it's the summer <laughs> uh live yep yeah yeah that is summer yep. a, lot of, a lot of stuff i mean like turtles collection new turtles oh yeah yeah Mark. i heard yeah. yeah i heard good shit uh whatever packs mm-hmm. uh capcom fighting collection and it's just like it's not new stuff, but I'm excited for all this old shit. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back in, you know, finally accessible ways. Hopefully well-preserved in the case of Turtles. I'm hoping that we're not getting, you know, different music like we did last <laughs> time. Those were emulated on console. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, so I, I believe yeah. Turtles in Time... Last time, it, when it was emulated for um, in the PS2 Xbox era as an unlockable bonus yeah. on the the third, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, for licensing <laughs> issues, they had to swap out all the music for some reason. Ugh, Ugh. Boo. no. I mean that that's the game specifically that I was like, oh yeah, right. I never picked up that cartridge, and I was like checking the Super Nintendo, you know, like Nintendo Online. I'm just like, no, it's not there. So when that collection was announced, I'm just like, yes, accessible. Give me. I and better. They are putting both versions on, right? Super NES and arcade. I I swear, yes. Yeah, it has <laughs> a lot of. I, I don't remember all the time. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now, right. but yeah. I feel like I read that, and I'm like, yes, that's the smart decision. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what you should be doing with your collections. Just that include is- every version. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, Turtles and... Oh, that's Tournament Fighter. Well, well it's got turn. Tournament Fighter for Nintendo and Super yes, Nintendo. Yes, okay, there it is. Yeah, it has both <laughs> the arcade games, the NES games, uh, yeah. the Super Nintendo version, two versions of Tournament Fighter, three versions of Tournament Fighters, three versions of Tournament Fighters. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
Yeah, some Game Boy games, Hyperstone Heist. Yeah. I'm a proponent of that stupid tournament fighter game. <laughs> it's it's yeah, dumb. Yeah, no, they're Love fun. It. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Dude, I, I mean, that's and that's like an era where you want the different versions from different systems because they are so wildly different a lot yeah. of the time. Just like different characters, different. Yeah. I mean, be impossible to make like a here's here's a collection of games that were wildly different between Genesis and Super Nintendo. Like here's Samurai Showdown. Here's Jurassic Park, yeah, which is just completely, yeah, just completely different fucking games. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in in ideally, like in if if I had my wish come true, it would be, <clears throat> you know, I, I lusted after the arcade version of Turtles in Time for so many years until sort of the internet consensus came around and was like, no, actually, the Super Nintendo version is better balanced, and that's that's actually the better <laughs> version. So, like in my heart of hearts, boy, I sure wish someone would like go in and just add four player support to the Super Nintendo version mm. um, in the same way that the, um, uh, uh, who has it that's been doing the re-release, like, I think the Blizzard, whoever whoever put together like the Blizzard re-release who like combined the best parts of the Genesis and Super Nintendo versions of Blackthorn. Um, that's Digital Foundry, isn't it? it or, uh, no, Digital Eclipse. Uh, or Eclipse. That's, what I, that's right. what I was... Because they did the say. same thing with Zombies Ate Your Neighbors. I think they 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 took oh, they the did. HUD from one yeah. of the versions, which was better, and added it to the yeah. other game to make sort of the best of both versions. Oh, I meant to pick that. Well, that's what sucks about that collection because I want to play one game on that collection <laughs> versus Turtles. Yeah, uh, which is, I don't know. Like that's. Aside from like Street Fighter, one of the the collections I want to play the most amount of games on it. Yeah, for. yeah, me too. Yeah. That's just a lot of great games. That's a lot that of. That is great your games. money's worth right there. Yeah, yeah. Th- those thinking, are games. Man, those are comfort food games. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny how like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a series was like so huge early on, or well, in that particular area, like era. It was like those were big games. They they were like important games, and then they yeah. just disappeared as soon as you got to playstation it was like just dropped off like a freaking rock well it's it's weird that like i i mean obviously they're licensed games but i feel like they went well there isn't a a popular cartoon so we can't have this game and it's just like Mm -hmm. why (laughs) i don't know the games do pretty well i say just keep making those yeah money yeah all right. Well, hey. Yeah, I think that's a two podcast. Hours again, guys, that's yeah. a podcast. Is what that that's is right. right there. Yeah, time to Get go it. sleepy bye. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Are we well, all Dave, really tired? In your bed. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna sleep in my own bed. I'm. I'm. And I'm, and I'm probably gonna. Jan's like, "Are you still coughing at night, though? Are you gonna keep me in bed?" I'm like, "Yeah, probably, but <laughs> I, I gotta. Oh, I gotta sleep in my own bed." Yeah. Um, it's been been what a couple weeks it's it's been since easter sunday yeah um, yeah that's a week and a half that's almost a week two weeks half. at this point Ugh. uh i i de-inflated the air mattress that's taken up our living room for a week and a half so it's a done deal it's happening <laughs> it has to happen it has to Jan's happen, up there man. like enjoying the entire bed to herself and she's like oh, God. Uh, not i need to get like the, the dick van dyke mary tyler moore separate twin beds <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Triple yeah. Radio. Um, oh, hey. Hey, Dave, we're doing a thing next Friday. We're doing a thing next Friday. Tim, do you want to tell the people about the thing that we're doing next Friday? Yeah, so next Friday, which means I need to remember to put this up in a timely fashion. I also need to tell people on the internet that this is happening in more than a vague way. Um so f- one week from today, one week from today that this goes up, it's going to be March, May, May 6th, Friday night uh, on the X-Strike Studios Twitch channel. It's going to be me and Dave and Darren talking over uh, River City Rumble. Hey. Doing hey. Some, some Q's and A's. I think uh, it's going to probably be about 9 p.m. Eastern time, I would say, because we're going right. to need to get ourselves together and get ready and mm-hmm. and all that. And and hopefully it all works. Yeah. Um, yeah. As of this moment, <laughs> I know it works. People do this all the time on the Internet. Do yeah. I know how to do it myself? No, but I can figure it out. I got a week. <laughs> You're so Stream this here, lay out there, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it out at some point. You can figure it out as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've streamed yeah. things. I stream myself like building Legos on Twitch. I've uh, nice. played some games on there. So this is yeah, it's just a matter of making sure it looks nice on there. So that's that's going to be a fun thing. What's the, what's the uh, tell the people what the Twitch uh, address is, if you know it off the top. Of I your believe head. it is twitch.tv slash just X-Strike Studios. Just ah, nice. No dash. No, no hyphen, I believe. Perfect. I logged into it yesterday, so... Yeah. <laughs> Take a stroll down memory lane no, with think. us as we revisit the classic River City Rumble. Yeah, Steve and then... Uh, 80 more it, pounds or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll be on, uh, you know, of course, the, I'll, I'll make the archive available on the Extra YouTube. Actually, River City Rumble will be up there to watch on the Extra YouTube as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I always forget to promote shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's kind of important. Well, now it's official. You've said it. Now it's official. Oh, I've said it's it out really loud. Happening. So now we're doing it unless something horrible happens between now and then. Um, <laughs> nah. I mean, this year has been chill. So, <laughs> <laughs> so chill. Yeah. All right. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. Good night, everybody. Yeah, enjoy your sleep. Yeah. Feel better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>